This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. Hello everyone, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. Thank you so much for joining me today. As you guys can tell, today we are doing another What Would Sav Do segment. This is one of the segments, like I said in the first episode of What Would Sav Do that we have done on My Thoughts Exactly, this is one of the segments that I was most excited to bring back for My Thoughts Exactly just because I think it fits in perfectly and this was a segment that I've missed doing so so much and it's something that you guys really gravitated towards when I was just doing you know the lifestyle YouTube videos this is something that we would do we would all have a glass of wine talk about our problems and figure out solutions because we are solution oriented here so if you were not able to get in on this segment of What Would Sav Do, make sure you go ahead and follow the Instagram page of My Thoughts Exactly. It's just at My Thoughts Exactly Podcast. You can also follow my main account, which is just at Savannah Brimer. And if you follow both of those accounts, you will always know when we're doing a What Would Sav Do segment or any segment that involves your guys' collaboration for a My Thoughts Exactly episode. So make sure you're following all social media pages for My Thoughts Exactly, as well as for myself. That way you can be included in the next one. Now, something that I want to just clarify, because I remember in the last What Would Sav Do episode that we did on My Thoughts Exactly, I never clarified exactly what a What Would Sav Do is. So we're going to do that right now. Basically, if you didn't see my old What Would Sav Do videos, What Would Sav Do is a segment that I created where essentially you guys write in the problems that you're going through, whatever situation that you need help with, whatever you need advice on, you guys write into me and I go through them and I tell you what I would do if I was in your situation. Hence, What Would Sav Do? So I asked you guys on my main Instagram page as well as on my thoughts exactly Instagram page for your what would Sav do 
questions to see what was going on in your life. I'm here to help. Sav to the rescue. Okay. So we're going to start with the ones that were on the My Thoughts Exactly page first. And it seems like you guys are kind of going through it right now, which I feel like I am too a little bit. So I don't know what's in the air or what's in the water, but something must be in retrograde because I feel like not all of us should be going through all of this right now. So hopefully whatever's in retrograde fixes itself like yesterday and we can all move forward. But until then, I am here to help. So we're going to start from the very bottom. And the first one says, what would Sav do? Would you sleep with someone you're seeing before a relationship? Um, yes. <laughs> uh, okay. So I think that this is a multi-layered question. I feel like this is something that gets talked about a lot. And there's a lot of like, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of, what's it called? There's a lot of fluff behind this type of question. Like, oh, well, if I do, then they'll think this. And if I don't, then they'll think that. But if I do, will they call me? And it's just, it, you can go on and on forever about it. Personally, for me, my big rule of thumb is that I think that you should just follow your gut. And if it's something that you want to do, then go for it. And if it's not, then don't. If you're asking me the question, I feel like that implies that you do want to, because why would you be asking me if otherwise? You don't need anyone's permission and you don't need anyone's approval. You need consent, of course, but like you don't need anyone's approval for that. If that's something that you want to do, then do it. It's not going to change whether or not you guys actually end up in a relationship. It's That's just not how that works. Growing up, I feel like there was a big stigma of like, if you sleep with someone before a relationship, then they're not going to like you anymore and they're going to get what they want and they're going to leave. And when you grow up, you realize that that's just bullshit, quite frankly. And, you know, if someone wants to be with you, they're going to be with you. You know, it doesn't matter if you sleep with them on the first date or the fifth date or the 10th date. It doesn't matter. Um, so if you want to do it, then do it. This is not something that, you know, you need approval on or you need, you know, permission for again, other than consent. But if you're asking me, yeah, I think why not? That's my personal opinion. What would Sav do if you and your partner are both dealing with mental health struggles at the same time? I feel like for the most part, some people or most people have, you know, their struggles with mental health. And I feel like it's very important when you're in a relationship with someone and you notice that your mental health isn't in the best spot or you notice that, you know, you're not feeling your best or, you know, the, the thoughts are coming in, the intrusive thoughts and, you know, all of that is kicking in. I think the one thing that I can advise that I think is really, really important is to communicate those feelings to your significant other. The person that you're with is supposed to support you and is supposed to be there for you and is supposed to be your rock. And that doesn't mean that they don't have their own struggles and mental health issues as well. That's not, you know, two things can exist at the same time. I think what's really important is to communicate when you're feeling that way and being there for each other the best that you can. And maybe having a conversation about it and say, listen, I know I'm really struggling mentally right now. 
you might also be or are you and if you guys can agree on that just come up with ways that work in between your own relationship of ways that you can support each other through those struggles that you're facing because that's going to look different for everyone i know the ways that i support my boyfriend and show up for him and make him feel supported and loved and appreciated they're not the same ways that i want him to show up for me. We just have different ways of supporting each other. And if you guys can communicate that with one another and say, okay, during the times that we're both struggling, what can we do to, you know, still be there for one another, but also, you know, focus on ourselves and focus on how to guide ourselves through that. Because the beauty of being in a relationship is like, you you don't have to be alone in that. And if you guys can come up with a way again to just unify and move forward together through that and support each other through that, I think that that would be incredibly helpful. What would Sav do? I went on a date. He reached out the next day saying he had a great time and then didn't text after. Honestly, okay, what would Sav do in this situation? Sav would do nothing. I would do nothing. I would just kind of sit back and play the waiting game, but I'm also going to set a boundary. You know, I have a, personally, before I was in a relationship, I have a three-day rule. So if I went on a date with a guy, I would expect like a follow-up text that night after I got home, and then I would expect some sort of communication within the three-day mark. If that did not happen, I set a boundary, and that boundary was, okay, moving on. Because just as I mentioned, in last week's episode, no one is going to set boundaries for you. So you need to set those boundaries for yourself. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that he didn't like you. It doesn't mean that he didn't have a great time. He wouldn't have texted you if he didn't. And so don't take it personally that you haven't heard yet, or don't sit back and wonder why you haven't heard yet, because more than likely you're going to hear from them. But again, just hold yourself to a higher standard. And what I would do again, whether you don't want to do the three-day rule, or if you do, or whatever it is, hold yourself to a higher standard, because do you really want want to be with someone who is leaving you hanging and leaving you questioning and, you know, waiting for a text back, you more than likely, hopefully the answer is no. And if that's the case, then just move on to the next. What would a Sav do if you're feeling like you missed out on college because of a relationship? Okay. I feel like I actually have pretty good insight to this because I didn't miss out on college because of a relationship. I just missed out of college because I dropped out. So I feel like I can kind of understand the feeling of, you know, missing out on those experiences. What I will say though, is that I know sometimes it's easy to kind of get in your head and think, you know, what would have happened if, you know, for me personally, what would have happened if I went to college or in your situation, what would have happened if I stayed single? You can run yourself around in circles with that mindset, but it's not going to do anything other than drive you absolutely up a freaking wall. So personally, you know, when I get those thoughts and those feelings, I, first of all, I take a deep breath and I remind myself, you know, I'm someone that is such a believer in everything happens for a reason and everything plays out the way that it's supposed to. So had I gone to college all four years, I would have not started a YouTube channel. I would have probably made a lot of stupid decisions. I would have continued toxic relationships and things like that, but it wouldn't have led me to where I am today because I needed to take the steps that I took in order to get where I am today. And now that I'm here, I wouldn't change a single thing about it. I can understand thinking, you know, I lost out on a lot of like cool and fun and single girl experiences in college. Like I get that. However, I think it's important to recognize, you know, 
that relationship happened for a reason. I'm sure it taught you a lot of lessons. You still had a college experience. It just looked a little different and you can still have a lot of fun single girl experiences outside of college. So I would just reflect on the lessons that were learned from that relationship and really understand that everything falls into place the way it's supposed to. Everything happens for a reason and that relationship happened for a reason. And so once you kind of shift your perspective a little bit and think about it in that way, rather than the things that you missed out on, think about all of the things that you gained and like the perspective and life experiences and relationship experiences that you gained. Because I think that that will help you a lot more in the long run rather than thinking about the things that you missed out on. Because also, you don't know what that would have looked like. You could have been miserable. You could have been wishing that you were in a relationship because the grass is always greener on the other side. So just accept things for what they were. Realize that you still have so many experiences left to gain. And I think that that was something that I really struggled with too, because everyone in college was going to these formals and dances and parties and date parties and date nights and things like that. And I was sitting at home making YouTube videos on my bed, which I wouldn't have changed for the world. But, you know, at the time it was easy to feel like I was missing out. But looking back, I wouldn't change a single thing. And I still, you know, after college and while my friends were in college, I still had, you know, fun single girl experiences. It didn't stop me from anything. So just shift your perspective a little bit and understand that you still have a lot of life left to live as a single girly. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Currently living in California, but considering moving to Nashville. A little scared to move though, what would Sav do? Okay, wow, it's almost like you're living my life because if you don't know, I lived in San Diego for like 10 years, minus one when I came to college for a year. And then I moved to Nashville where I am living now. So everyone has different reasons for why they want to move. Some people it's jobs, some people it's family, some people it's, you know, significant other, whatever it is. Personally, for me, I just wanted a change and I felt like I was kind of living the same day over and over again, which when I talk to people now, people think I'm crazy because they're like, why would you ever want to leave California? Well, I could give you a bunch of reasons. California is great, but like I just needed something different. I felt like I was stuck and I needed to prove to myself that I could get up and move at any time. I needed to prove to myself that I was in control of my life. And honestly, I've only been in Nashville for about a year and a half at this point, but I could not have imagined 
not making that decision. And it's a scary decision for sure, because I feel like any major move like that is going to come with its own obstacles and challenges and doubts. But when you think about all of the things that you're going to gain, again, it comes back to perspective. Like you could focus on the things that are scary, but if you focus on the positives, like all the new people you're going to meet, all the new experiences you're going to have, you know, finding a place to live, like apartment hunting. Like I always thought that that was so fun. And so if you look at it as all of the things that you get to do, whether it's from California to Nashville or California to wherever, or from one state to another, wherever you are in life, you know, you get to move, you get to have these new experiences, you get to create a life for yourself, you get to take control of your life. And I think that that's something that really helped me just like shifting my perspective. I got really excited just thinking about all the things that I got to experience and all the new people that I got to meet. And it takes an adjustment period. California and Nashville, two very different places. But I think that, you know, give yourself an adjustment period, give yourself some grace, give yourself some patience and everything's going to fall into place. And let's say you hate it. Okay. Let's say you move here and you hate it which is unlikely. I don't think you will. But let's say you do on the off chance. You can move again. Like you can, you know, pick up and move again. It's going to be a bitch and it's going to be like annoying and you're not going to want to move again, but you're never stuck. So just again, shift the perspective on all of the things that you get to do, all of the new things that you get to experience and just know that nothing is ever permanent if you don't want it to be. What would Sav do if your best friend hooks up with your brother, then lies about it afterwards? Huh. Funny. <laughs> um, I've kind of sort of not to get too deep into it, but kind of sort of have experienced something very similar to that. Um, and what I've learned in that experience is if someone is going to lie to you, especially like a best friend, your best friend doesn't lie to you. That's just point blank period. Your best friend doesn't lie to you. Everyone makes mistakes. And if you're willing to own up to that mistake, I think that that's a lot different. So I feel like if your best friend hooked up with your brother and she came to you and she's like, girl, I am so sorry that this happened, but like, I just need to tell you, or maybe I'm not sorry, but like this happened and I need to tell you rather than lying to you about it. The lying is what makes it bad. So well, first of all, I would make sure that I have like concrete evidence and proof that like that happened and that she is lying when she says no, that didn't happen. But if you do know for a fact that, you know, she is lying, then I would just sit down with her and be like, listen, I value our friendship way more than what this is. But on the same note, I can't in good conscience continue our friendship if I know that you're lying to me about this. And I think it's important to ask yourself whether or not you're going to be able to move past the hooking up with your brother thing. If you can, then I would just focus on the lying. If you can't, then I wouldn't even have the conversation altogether because there's really no point if you're not going to be able to move past it, which is totally fine. But if you're not going to be able to move past that fact, then I don't think that there's any real purpose in having the conversation. The only way that I would have the conversation is if for me personally, I was able to move past what had happened, but I'm not fully able to move past the lying. And I'm kind of giving them one last chance to just own up to it. And I would explain it in a very calm way. I would explain it in a very, you know, point blank, matter of fact way of just, you know, I'm not mad that you did it. I don't really care, but I do care that you're lying. And I don't want to move forward in this friendship until, you know, we just lay it all out there and just have a conversation about it. 
What would Sav do? My ex came back after dumping me over Snapchat almost two months ago. Listen, I'm not surprised. They always come back. I've been saying this for years now, you guys. They always, always, always come back. They do. I'm just, I'm trying to think about my previous like lineup and roster and exes and all of that. They always come back. So this is not surprising. It's just a matter of when. Some choose two days, some choose two weeks, two months, two years. It doesn't matter, but they always do. So you didn't really ask, you know, any question after that, but just so I can give my two cents because I feel like we're at that level, um, I would not entertain it. I know it's like exciting and it's adrenaline rush, you know, it's not worth your time and it's not worth your energy. It's not worth any of it because if someone is willing to break up with you over Snapchat, Snapchat, like if someone's going to break up with you over Snapchat, like repeat that to yourself a couple times over. They don't deserve the time of day. They really don't. So what I would do is nothing. I would not entertain it. I would just take it as like kind of like a notch on your belt pride wise and be like, yeah, he came back like and move on. What would Sav do? I think my boyfriend is depressed. How would you approach him? I want to help, but I don't know how. Well, first off, I think that it's really important to remember that if that is the case, then this is something a lot bigger than what you personally can handle. But if I were you, what I would do is I would sit down and have a conversation and just be like, listen, I love you and I support you no matter what. And I want to be there for you no matter what. And then I would bring up what it is that makes you think that he's depressed or acting in that way. And I would, after that, just say, what can we do to help you? Like what would in a perfect world that look like for you? Would it be going and talking to someone? Would it be picking up a new hobby? Would it be, you know, us having like weekly check-ins with each other? Would it be, you know, there's so many different ways that you can go about it, but I do think it's really important to remember that this is something that's way bigger than what you alone can handle. Um, that doesn't mean you can't help. And that doesn't mean you can't be there and support him. And I only say that because I know that if you're anything like me and you're a fixer, you always want to like fix the problem and you want to get to the root of it and you want to like help them and be, you know, that sole person and sole support system. But it's so much bigger than that when that's the case of, you know, depression and anxiety and things like that. But at the same time, when you're in a relationship with someone, you want to be there for them. You want to support them. You want to help, you know, walk them through or walk with them through whatever they're struggling with. And I think it's also important to remind yourself that you can't care more than they do in this situation. So let's say they don't want to get help or they think, you know, no, I'm fine. I'm, you know, I don't think that I'm depressed or, you know, I don't feel that way or I don't feel the same way that you do. That's a journey that they're going to have to go on on their own. But if they are willing to accept help in whatever facet that may look like, whether that is talking to someone or whether that is, you know, just picking up a new hobby or talking to you every once in a while or, you know, fixing up something that's different in the daily routine just to kind of get out of the norm and, you know, get out of the mundane everyday life things. There's little ways to help. But again, they have to be the one who wants 
to change and wants to better themselves. But what would Sav do in the situation? Like I said, I would sit down and have a conversation and ask, you know, what's going on? This is what I'm noticing. Come from a very loving place, a very supporting place, and just a place of no judgment. Because if you put yourself in that situation, put yourself in those shoes, all you want is someone to be there and be supportive of you. That's it. What would Sav do if you worked with the awful, bless your heart kind of woman and she just became your boss? Okay, if you don't know what like the bless your heart kind of woman is, like honestly, you're lucky because the, yeah, no, I get it. I get where you're coming from. This is unfortunate because there really isn't much that you can do other than just like put a smile on your freaking face and just like get through the day, however that looks like, like whatever it takes for you to get through the day that's what you're going to have to do because if she's your boss, like there really isn't much that you can do at that point. Like, honestly, like, I don't know what I would do. Like what would Sav do? I don't know. But I think that what I would have to do and I would just come to terms with is the fact that, you know what? She's my boss. She drives me up a freaking wall. She drives me nuts, but I just have to kind of like smile through the pain and just know that the day comes to an end at some point. And if she is like a bad worker or a bad boss or a bad manager or whatever it is she'll get hers in the end karma is real it is very very real and it is a bitch so if she is one it'll come back to bite her so smile through the pain what do you do when your friend keeps talking to you about a guy that you used to like but now she likes him and it's kind of bringing back feelings but you want to be happy for her okay So I mentioned a lot of times how two things can exist at the same time. I'm like, oh, well, you know, this is true and this is true and two things can exist at the same time. This is a situation where two things cannot exist at the same time because there is not a world that exists where you can be happy for your friend who is talking to a guy that you used to really like and you can also be happy for her. And what's funny, because what would Sav do? I have been in this exact situation. What happened to the friendship? It broke up. Um, Yeah, we weren't, we didn't, yeah, we were not friends through that. However, now we're friends. We're really good friends now. So, you know, things come full circle and it took a couple years, but we are really good friends now. But anyways, um, I would just, you know, have a conversation with yourself first. And I would ask yourself if it's possible, if you think that you could possibly support your friend through talking to this guy because you don't have to be the biggest cheerleader. You don't have to be the biggest fan. You don't have to be like, oh my God, I'm so happy for you too, because that's probably a lie. Like you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do any of that. However, if the answer is no, then you need to have a conversation with your friend and you need to say, listen, I want you to be happy, but I'm really struggling because obviously, as you know, which by the way, this kind of breaks girl codes. This is kind of like weird on her part too, unless she didn't know. But if she does know, then that's kind of weird. Um, But I would just express to her like, listen, I'm trying to be really happy for you, but I'm going to be honest. It's really hard whenever I hear you talk about Justin because it just brings back feelings of when I used to talk to Justin and it's just not really it's not really working for me. And just gauge her reaction. You know, don't ask her to stop talking to him. Don't ask him to stop talking to her. Don't do any of that. Just have a conversation with your friend and see where it goes. Because if the friend is truly your friend and it's in the early stages of them talking and they haven't really established anything yet, 
then she should be a friend enough to be like, you know what? You're right. This is kind of putting you in a weird situation and I don't want to like, you know, jeopardize our friendship in any way. There's a million other guys out there that I could talk to. So I'm going to step away. And if not, then you need to reevaluate your friendship because if she's going to continue to talk to Justin or whoever, you know, you get what I'm saying. If she's going to continue to talk to Justin, then you're going to have to decide if you can handle it or if you can't and you need to distance yourself from the friendship, which sucks. But at the same time, do you want to be mentally tortured about her talking about Justin all the time? Because I personally wouldn't. So that's what I would do. What would Sav do? I want to get more into social media, but I'm not sure how to go about it. What do you recommend? Okay, this could honestly be a whole episode in and of itself. So let me know if you want that episode. But first of all, that's very exciting when you decide that like that's a journey that you want to take. Um there's a lot of different ways to go about it because you need to decide like what that looks like for you. Do you want to be someone who makes YouTube videos? Do you want to be someone who does TikToks? Do you want to be someone who's like really big on Instagram? Like there's so many different ways that you can become a social media content creator these days. TikTok is really, really big right now. My heart's always going to be with YouTube. I just, you know, me and Luke, me and YouTube have a very strong love affair going on. So I don't think I could ever cheat on YouTube. However, there's so many people that do all three and they're really great at all three. Um, if I were you, I would personally start with one. I would pick one and kind of build my way from there. So to go even beyond that, if I were you, I would pick between doing TikTok videos or YouTube videos. I can't really speak to TikTok videos because I don't do them. However, so many people do. So it can't be the hardest thing in the world. But what I would recommend before any of that, before publishing your first video is to practice. I remember what I did before I started my YouTube channel is I probably made about anywhere between 12 to 15 practice videos where I sat down. They were all story times, but I think maybe like a get ready with me was in there somewhere, but like I sat down to film the video would edit it and then just kind of like take notes in my head of like what I liked and what I didn't like. And like just what I wanted to fix the next time going into it, because I knew that they were all practice rounds. And what you're doing when you do that is you're making yourself really comfortable in front of the camera and just talking to a camera because talking to a camera is very, very strange. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, it is a weird thing. I think it's a little easier talking to your phone because I feel like just in the time that we live in, like everyone's FaceTiming and doing things like that. But when you're sitting there talking to your phone or talking to your camera by yourself, you kind of look at yourself sometimes and you're like, I'm talking to myself. Like this is a little weird. Like in all actuality, I'm talking to myself right now, staring at a camera, like I'm doing that. But in my mind, I'm thinking about talking to all of you. So it helps. And that's the same way with like story times or day in my life or vlogs or whatever. Like I'm literally just talking to myself to a camera all the time, which to others can be very strange. Like I remember putting my friends in videos or my family or whatever. And it's a little bit jarring to have a camera in your face and just talking to it if you're not used to it. So I would just say, make yourself as comfortable with it as you can. And then when you create a video, no matter if it's your first one or your 10th one that you're comfortable with and you're happy with, post it and give yourself some grace and some patience because a social media journey is a long one for most people. And, you know, not everyone, you know, blows up overnight or becomes a TikTok sensation in a week. Like it takes time and consistency and effort. 
but it's also so freaking rewarding. Like I can't even explain to you guys how much I love what I do and how much I love, like I don't use the word like influencer or like I really don't even like content creator much. I typically just say I have a podcast or I have two podcasts, but what I will say is that this is such a rewarding job and I love it with all of my heart. And it's funny that you even bring this question up because I have a friend who I was just talking about all of this with because she was saying how she wants to start getting into content creation and, you know, social media, but you don't know where to start. And I think that once you just get yourself to start, the rest will kind of fall into place. Like once you make your first video, you'll be like, okay, now I want to make another or what can I do next? And again, have patience with it, but also just have fun with it. Like don't take yourself too seriously. It's literally the internet, but also be prepared because people on the internet are mean. So that's kind of like my 101, like quick cover of social media. So again, just to debrief, like I said, make a couple practice videos, decide what platform you want to go on first, or if you want to do both at the same time, there's no rules. That's the beauty of it is you get to create whatever it is that you want. And the people that, you know, also have that similar vibe or like what you do, or you share the same, you know, interests, it's all going to follow. Oh, oh boy. Okay. What would Sav do? My boyfriend keeps bringing up a threesome. Do you think there's a deeper meaning to it? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. Um, I think that if this is something, oh, clearly, if you're talking to me about it and if you're, you know, submitting it for this, I don't think that you're very down or at least you're not as down as he is. And that's 100% okay, first of all. But if it's getting to a point where like he won't shut up about it, because I've talked to guys before that literally will not shut up about it. And it's honestly so unattractive when they just don't stop. Like, it's like, you know, you like talk about it once and then they just like, don't stop about it. And like, it's just uncomfortable. But if this is your boyfriend, because the people that I've experienced this with are not my boyfriend, but if this is your boyfriend, you should be able to sit down and have a conversation and be like, listen, and let's play this from the perspective of you're not into this. Like just, which again is totally fine. I would just say, this is not something I'm comfortable with. This is not something I want to do. And I hope that you love me enough to respect that and just kind of leave it at that. Like just close the door on that conversation. Like you don't need to over explain yourself. You're just not into it, period, point blank. And that's it. And then based off of how he responds to that, I would assess whether or not it was something to be worried about. Because if he then still doesn't let it go, then yeah, I would think that at that point, you know, Maybe another conversation has to be had about why are you so infatuated with having a fucking threesome? Because that's an exhausting conversation to have. And it's an annoying one. What would you do if the guy you like is almost keeping you a secret from everyone else? Been there. Um, okay. Now, this is a really hard thing because, you know, there's different levels to this. You have to ask yourself, how is he keeping you a secret? Is he like, you know, is he not posting you? Is he not telling his friends about you? Is he not talking to his family about you? Like, what is it that he's doing that keeps you a secret? There's a line in the Taylor Swift all too well version. And it said, you kept me like a secret, but I kept you like an oath. And I remember the first time hearing that line, I almost literally fell to the ground because that described perfectly everything that I felt in the times that I had experienced that same thing about being like a secret from other people. And I think the bottom line is that you need to value yourself more 
than being a secret. Like you need to have a higher self-worth and understand that you deserve to be with someone who's not going to just, you know, keep you to the side or, you know, not going to tell people about you. You should be with someone who's literally cannot wait to tell his friends about you. And all he wants to do is talk about you and is not afraid or ashamed or anything like that. Like you should be with someone who wants to literally, I know it sounds so fucking corny, but it's like, you should be with someone who like wants to scream your name from the fucking rooftops. Like that's what we're aiming for here. And if someone's not doing that, then they're just not valuing you enough. And if this is someone that you truly like, then I think that it warrants a conversation because I think that you should tell them like, listen, I like you and like, I want to see where this is going and I want to move forward. But at the same time, I do feel like you're keeping me a secret and I don't really understand why. And the reason I'm even entertaining that idea is because you said you liked him if you are just like talking to this guy casually and it's like not really a big deal I would keep him a secret too you want to be a secret then he can be a secret and that's probably not very good advice and you know he doesn't really lose anything out of that bet but you know if it really means enough to you and if he means enough to you then I would have the conversation otherwise I would like kind of kick him to the curb just because that's really not going to get better. Like that's not one of those things that like gets better over time. I feel like that's one of those things where it either like starts out stronger or it doesn't. Again, you know, when you're first talking to someone, it does take time for that to progress. But like if you're hitting like the, you know, three month mark and you still feel like a secret, I feel like that's not great. Um, I told you guys about the situationship that I had in the he's just not that into you episode. I was a secret biggest secret. I felt like the biggest kept secret of all time. And it was so weird. I was like, I literally feel like, you know, like you are living a separate life than the person that like I know, like he felt like a different person to me than what I was like seeing on his Instagram and like seeing online and things like that. And it was such a mind fuck. And I just think that what that situation taught me was a lot of things, but one being that I think it's really important to just value yourself higher and to, again, set boundaries for yourself and for how you want people to treat you because that's not something that's going to change. Like if he's doing this now, that's really, like I said, it's not something that's going to get better. So I would just set the boundary now and if he can respect the boundary, great. And if he can't, he wasn't even worth it to begin with. What would Sav do? How do you make time for yourself or do you have any self-care tips? So making time for yourself is something that you have to set a designated time for sometimes. Um, put it into your routine, put it into your schedule, even if it's 10 minutes of just doing your skincare or 10 minutes of meditation or 10 minutes of you know journaling, 10 minutes of going on a walk or sitting with a cup of coffee or tea or wine or whatever it is and just sitting there and reflecting like mark it in to your calendar, mark it into your schedule because it's hard. You know, we all live such busy, fast paced lives and it's hard to remember to take time for yourself because a lot of times it feels like a chore. Like you get to the point of when you're supposed to do it and you're so tired and you're like, oh my God, I would just so much rather go to sleep than do my masks and my skincare or then, you know, journal my thoughts or, you know, if I meditate, I'm going to fall asleep or whatever it is. But you have to think about the long-term effect and the long-term goal. You're going to feel so much better after doing a consecutive, you know, week of skincare 
or you're going to feel so much better after, you know, your 10 minute walk, you're going to feel more refreshed. You're going to feel, you know, more grounded. You're going to just feel better. So while it might be, you know, easier in the moment to dismiss that and just be like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to go to bed or I'm just going to sit in my room and I'm going to watch TV. Like I do every night, like make the conscious effort to prioritize yourself. And honestly, you guys, when you do that, that's going to help a lot when it comes to like self-worth and valuing yourself and boundaries and things like that. It's all connected because when you are taking care of yourself and when you're putting yourself first and when you're valuing yourself like that, you're going to be able to you're subconsciously going to kind of teach people how to treat you because over time you're going to realize like how much effort you're putting into yourself. You're going to over time love yourself so much more. It's all a process. So again, what I would do is consciously carve out time that you're dedicating to yourself in that moment for those, even if it's 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever you can do. And make it routine. It takes 21 days to form a habit. Do it for 21 days. You'll be good. My boyfriend keeps searching his ex on Instagram. It makes me feel like he's obsessed. Help. Okay. We don't like that. We really, really don't. Um, I would have a conversation with him and be like, why are you searching her? all the time, which first of all, how do you know that he's searching her all the time? Is it just that you saw her pop up in like his search history window once, or is it more than once? I would have a conversation about it. And if this is your boyfriend, I'd be like, why are you looking at your ex-girlfriend so much? Like that's weird behavior. That's very, very strange. I honestly would probably break up with him or be on the verge of breaking up with him unless he had like some amazing excuse, but that's really weird. That's really weird behavior. And I'm trying to justify it in my head with something and I can't think about it. And you guys know me, I would try and justify it if I could, but I can't. So this might be the one time I say you might need to break up with him, but I would have a conversation because there's really no reason for him to keep looking at her. Like it's strange. The only person that he should be continuing to look up on his Instagram is you to admire your beauty in your pictures, not his ex-girlfriend. No, that's bad behavior. Bad, bad, bad. I would have a conversation with him. All right, you guys, that is the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of My Thoughts. Exactly what would Sav do? If you're new here, hi, my name is Savannah. Make sure you subscribe and join the family. We post every Thursday on YouTube as well as all podcast platforms for the My Thoughts Exactly podcast. So it's My Thoughts Exactly Thursdays. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode for you guys, and I hope to see you there. Bye, guys. Bye.